Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New. From Jurassic 5. And you're checking out the library with my main man, Tim Onicole, on www.rapstation.com. Listen to me good. Queens MC, Clomega's new album, Mega Philosophy, entirely produced by Lark Professor, features uh, include Black Rob, Nature, AZ, Redman, and Styles B. With that, I want to welcome Clomega to the library with Tim Einenkel on rapstation.com. Thanks for joining me, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Cool. Uh, so, of course, before we get into the individual tracks of the album, I kind of want to just, if you could just take us into the process of how um, you and Large Professor kind of got Mega Philosophy together. Um, well, me and Lord Professor have been talking about doing this album for, we've been talking about it before, we floated ideas around, and one day we was in the studio working on my new album that was, was supposed to be, that I was supposed to make, and then uh, the first song that we made for my new album was was in, was Industry, so then we decided to just make the the, the entire album produced by Lord Professor, so the song Industry, I took that from my other album, and put it for um, Mega Philosophy. So that was the foundation of the album. Then after that, I wanted to have more songs that had um, strong content mm-hmm. like that, and then we built around that. Cool, cool. And I, I want to talk about industry a little later, but I want to go into the the first track of the album, which starts out, we have to get back to our true essence before everybody tells us what hip-hop is. Yeah. Um, so what So what conversation are you hearing about hip-hop that bo- that's bothersome to you, and who do you think... Is controlling the conversation now, and what should be the converse, What should be the conversation? I don't care about the conversation. I don't care about the conversation of hip hop. It's not the conversation means nothing to me. It's the reality that means something to me. The reality is, hip hop. There are people in hip hop that are worth a lot of money that have invested in um, private prison stock funds, mm, stock right. market, or whatever. So that's a. I see it direct link and correlation between the two which is bothersome is a it's a uh it's a fact that uh a lot of songs that you listen to nowadays you turn on the radio and you hear the uh glorification celebration and free advertisement of alcohol and other substance things that that uh don't benefit urban communities where this music is played i myself grew up in the streets i'm not i don't i'm not from the urban areas anymore you know, I, I moved, but, you know, sometimes when I hear music, there's things that I didn't even know. I didn't even know what Molly was. I heard Molly so much on songs, on the radio as that, that I asked somebody what Molly was, and I found out it was drugs. Oh, wow. You know? And, and, it's, and it's so, it was so frequently promoted in songs and, and spoken in songs without being muted or deleted 
the word lean, the stuff lean, the syrup stuff, that was in a lot of songs. So there's a lot of derogatory stuff that's in the music that's not being, um, that's not being edited out. It's not being, um, you know, it's not shielding our kids from that. And they're being influenced by it and then introduced to it by the music. Um, so there's so many in- inconsistencies in-, in the industry that, you know, it made it necessary for me to speak like that. The, the overall theme of the album is something that I've always kind of been thinking about for quite a while, and that is that the, there's push for negative lyrics on mainstream radio and television versus, I mean, you even say it in your songs about uh, positive lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's obviously, there's a difference between reporting on uh, impoverished neighborhoods versus glorification of impoverished neighborhoods and those issues, right? So... Mm-hmm. Why, just why do you think this is the case? Why do you think that there's a constant push to glorify, uh, you know, like, like you even said, like Molly or whatever, versus because they want to return on their investment. They want to return on their investment. I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's not, it's not even hard to, it's not hard to see. It's not a, it's not hard to figure out. People want to return on their investment. If I could, if you could put out music that influences people to do negative things and influences people to do things that society isn't um, appreciating or isn't accepting of, when you do things that society isn't accepting of or that's, that's, that's crimes, you go to jail. Like I said, the industry has private, has investments in the prison industry. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I found appalling, but it's a fact. I'm not making this other mass conspiracy. This is a fact. They want to return their investment. If you could keep people doing negative things, living negatively, you can keep people's heads in the clouds and they're going to continue falling into those traps that are out there. And every time they fall into those traps, somebody's going to re- get a return on their investment because the prison industry is a business, you know? So you see that and then you see, and then, and then in some ways it's, um, it's also an impression of people, you know, there's all kinds of oppression. There's all kinds of slavery there's, you know, it's physical, spiritual, and mental. What they're doing is mental uh, enslavement. When when you dumb down the people and when you give them no hope and and when you, when you have them abandon everything that, that will benefit them in life, then you are oppressing them. You have now a climate in hip-hop where people don't respect elders or people don't respect those who came before them, the pioneers. Like, um, you know, people don't even respect, uh, it's like the elders are always the ones that you're supposed to listen to and get the jewels from. Me, myself, I listen to all the elders. And I'm not just talking about the music, I'm talking about the life. Whereas in music, there's been a climate, in, in our genre, there's a climate of discontent between the older and the younger generation. And I tried to break that, I tried to bring that, bridge that gap. But I see that. When, when you divide the elders from the youth, then, then there's going to be a void. And when there's a void, then there's chaos. And uh, um, the elders are always the ones that have the knowledge. So you see a great degree of disrespect for the elders. You see a great degree of disrespect for the women. If you, if you don't respect your women, you don't respect your elders, and then you, and then you have no knowledge yourself, then you are just a shell. You know, so that's, that's, what, we, that's what we're dealing with right now. In the in, in the track more you say and you say let's compare slave, slaves to rappers right, and then you go on to kind of explain the relationship between the MC and the the MC and a major labor is similar to the slave slash master relationship. Uh, there's right. ob- there's obviously so much you could explain in a in a in a you know a track, 
So I wanted to kind of give you that opportunity to elaborate more on it. Like, what were you trying to say with these lyrics? I mean, that's not even explained. That's self-explanatory. It's nice. that right there, self-explanatory. I said something about how how slaves and um, artists have have similarities. You know what I'm saying? And uh, how very few artists own slaves. I mean, own masters. You know, or you know, I'll just it's, that's that right there is very simple. It's not it's, it wasn't complex. All you gotta do is sit and absorb it, and you'll get it. It was real complex. It was real simple. The chain reaction. Let's compare slaves to rappers. They sense of freedom of speech, and very few leave with masters. He who has nothing is intrigued with status. Is a lie. I can't believe these rappers. A label makes ten million when you see these platinum. What did you bring home? Did you recoup? Are you mad? I understand I'm speaking the truth. Right, right, definitely. And so I'm going to go to another track, uh, Industry, which is what we've been playing a lot on Rap Station. And I know Chuck, it's one of Chuck's favorite tracks. Um, I appreciate that. You, you kind of, you, you really just, I mean, you just, you know, gloves are off and you just kind of take it to the industry on this one. Um, so I want to know, I mean, you talk about how the artist is the most important person uh, in the industry. Uh, do, you th- do you still in think that? And the fans, but do you still do you still think that's kind of hold true today regarding um, the artists that are it just really in it to make like they see a formula and they just want to make a quick profit? I mean, are they still the most important person? Or are they just kind of just perpetuating this? You know, let me tell myth? you something. Those artists have a short lifespan. They might have temporary glory right now, but it doesn't last. Look, look at Public Enemy right now. You barely can find Chuck D standing still because why? Because he's always touring, he's always doing something. You know, good music is like good food. You you never see in America. We have places like Sylvia's and other places that have soul food. You never hear commercials for Sylvia's. They don't right. do advertisement. They don't have to. Word of mouth means a lot to people. And word of mouth, when something comes out your mouth, it comes from your heart first. When people speak it and they embrace it. Certain artists, those gimmicky rappers, they have their glory, but it's temporary. You got artists like. Uh, boot camp, click, public enemy, like, like you look on any given day, you'll see old school shows with, with Big Daddy Kane, uh, L, L, Slick Rick, all of them. They're doing a lot of shows. They're doing a lot more shows than some artists that was on fire, hot in the early 2000s or even in the mid 2000s. There's guys that have platinum records out or or, or, or hit singles out in the 2000 in, in the early 2000s or mid 2000s. Who who um don't do half as many shows as Public Enemy mm. or or Big Daddy Kane etc. And barely can't get shows now. And because because let me tell you something. The thing about mainstream great music is is no loyalty. When I say that, I mean the fans. There's no fan loyalty because they can't. They haven't grown with you. You're just the flavor of the month. So after that right. flavor is gone, then they then you're done. So I would rather be I would rather be an artist that that focuses on content and has some substance to them. Because whenever you have substance, people absorb it. And then that's that's the most important thing to read. So lyrics and content and 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 a feel. When people feel you, they tend to flock to you. They tend to be be attracted to you. It's, it's magnetism. And um, a lot of these artists that are, those one hit one to do or these sad dudes, they don't have that. And when the fad dies, you're done. Women lie, numbers can be altered to look high. Shareholders hate taking losses. This is business. They don't care about your lyrics. The better you sell, the better future for their children. Controversy sells, so they support conflict. Makes more progress, means more profit. And artists get killed, they say they so sorry. I, w- I want to talk about something you just talked about a little later. Uh, regards to Home featuring Black Rob. But I, I want to ask you one more question about the track industry. Uh, once again, you really expose the relationship between the artist and the major label, and it seems like there's an influx of 
of MCs out there. Like you mentioned, Boot Clan Click, uh, Chuck, um, Faramage, Gene Gray. Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. Numerous, really... artists, numerous, numerous artists that, that have made classic good music are doing quite well. But, but America doesn't... Uh, America doesn't project that image. You would think that then you don't know what to think because you don't hear them on the radio. So people make their own perception, and that's a that's a false perception because a lot of a lot of the artists that we just named are doing quite well, quite well. So do you also think? I mean, do you think the 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 future of the major label because so many people are being able to do this do the independent route? Do you think they're in jeopardy? Of course they are. So people are starting to see through them. And a lot of people were doing the digital thing now. A lot of people were doing their own thing now. And that's why labels decided to make 360 deals so they could right. try to get any kind of income that they can from you. Now they want your merchandise money, your digital money, show money, et cetera, et cetera, because their income is waning. And um, the game, is the, game the, the playing field is being evened out until, of course, the majors figure out a way to buy out. Maybe they'll try to buy out a YouTube or buy out some of the other things, and then they'll have you paying for that. So until then, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's definitely a possibility because people that are obsessed with money, people that are gluttons, being a glutton is an addiction, and they're not going to, they're not ready to go uh, cold turkey on their addiction of greed. So, you know, they will try to figure out a way to exploit that. But until then, the independent guys are, are standing on top. They're doing, they're doing, they're doing quite well. Cool. In the in the in the in the track home featuring Black Rob, you you really discuss your personal journey as maturing as an artist and the worth ethic that, and you've even talked about it here that the worth ethic that brings success slash career longevity in this industry. So, mm. h- how have you changed as an MC since you first came on the scene in the late '80s, early '90s, and what was that moment that told you you needed to mature? I mean, it's I I don't even know if it's about maturing. I think it's about. Uh, a, a, a desire to want to be great, a desire to want to be great. And, and, and there's a desire to, I mean, when you project a certain image, people are going to, people tend to make assumptions of the image you project. If I project myself as I'm just some thug or I'm just some wild guy and it's not, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Then people tend to think that's who you are and they think they know you better than you are. So in recent years, I just decided to let people know who I really am. And I've surprised people because I'm far more intelligent and far more articulate than I've ever been credit, give, given credit for until recently. So I just want people to understand there's more to, to any, like you can't judge a book by, by its cover. I'm from the streets, but um, I'm educated. And there are many people from the streets that are educated. And uh, as Malcolm X said, stumbling is not falling. So, you know, I wanted to just uplift myself first and then try to uplift others because I know that I'm an influential person to a lot of people. I know that I've made it from being incarcerated into music, et cetera, et cetera. And I know people follow that. And I know people that are incarcerated look at me as a ray of hope or a beacon of hope. So being that I could be a source of inspiration and indoctrination for positivity, I had to strive to do better and do more so people could strive to do do as I do or do or see what I've done. Cool. There's a lyric that stands out in in, in the song, uh, uh Rap Bosky yet to me that it, it, it's what you say is uh, I'm not like you. My lifestyle didn't come from rap. Uh, uh-huh. I'm just curious who, are you, who whom are you addressing there? And I mean, who are you talking to? And- That's irrelevant. I, it, I, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say. Uh, matter of fact, I didn't say. I didn't say anybody impersonal. I, I mean, I didn't say any. I didn't say. I'm not like you. My lifestyle don't come from rap. I said we're not the same. My lifestyle don't come from rap. 
I'm talking about everybody or anybody. It wasn't, I'm not on any personal vendettas. I don't have any personal gripes. I'm tired of beef. Beef sucks. And beef is is not me. I don't want to be defined for that. I want to be defined for somebody that's a a witty artist, somebody that's striving to be great. So that song was not to anybody in, in, in general. And if somebody felt it was for them, then maybe it was. If somebody felt it was for, for them, then then that's something they need to check up with themselves. Because all I said is, <laughs> we're not the same. My lifestyle don't come from rap. In other words, I'm not a rapper. Like, But don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with just being a rapper. If there's somebody that grew up just being a rapper, like Will Smith, I have no gripes with him, and I have no... No, uh, I have nothing but admiration and respect for him. He never, ever once said he was from the streets or he sold drugs. And I totally admire him and respect him. So just because I said we're not the same, my lifestyle comes from rap, doesn't mean that I'm saying I'm better than somebody who's never been in the street. So I'm not. So that's just basically me saying that, was, that verse was about me, not about anybody else. I'm just saying I'm different from certain people. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, my lifestyle didn't come from rap. I've had jewelry and all this other stuff before I was a known rapper. But that, at the same time, that's nothing to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that was. Uh, invaluable lesson. You talk about your time in prison and what you learned about yourself. And I was, I was just always curious. Have you ever thought, like, if you didn't, if you didn't go to prison, how different your career would have been? Uh, do you think you would have continued this career, or would you? Uh, or do you do you even think that you have created this album called Mega Philosophy? If I never went to prison, I don't know what we. I don't know what would have happened. Maybe me going to prison saved my life. Right. Or maybe me going to prison saved me, me doing that small that amount of time I did in prison, which I did a couple of, I did a few years, but maybe a few years saved me from doing sim, a symbolic number of years. Because a lot of people that was in my inner circle did a lot of years, seven years and up type thing, you know. So maybe me doing that stint saved me. But it up that me maybe being that everybody's life is a book, and that was just part. That was a chapter in my life that I had to go through, you know what I'm saying? And I turned those pages. If I didn't go to jail, I went to jail, and me going to jail put me in a box. When I was in a box, segregation, in a segregated box, you know, where where they don't have any, in, no TV, no entertainment, or you get his books. And the first book that I read was an autobiography of Malcolm X. That was game-changing. That's life-altering right there. And then from there, I was inspired and motivated by Malcolm. And that made me go get a GED. That made me go to the law library fight my case, which enabled me to come home on the tail. That enabled me to get my GED and, and, and go to college and get college credits and, 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 you know, do a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? So me going to prison was a, was a blessing and a curse. It was a double-edged sword. I want to talk about that. This, the second track of the album, Mars, featuring AZ, Redman, Styles P. And that's like, that's really the all-star lineup right there, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of, what was the mission of the track? And kind of, if you could talk to the audience about what the collaboration creation process was, were you guys all in the studio together? Of course, with the agent. No, you know, I wasn't in the studio with any of those artists. Because every single artist, the thing I like about Mars, every single artist that's on it is established and is, 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 and is a star. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Some stars shine brighter than others, but they all illuminate. So, um, Redman is Redman's another one of those artists. You, you can't barely find Redman. Redman does so many shows, et cetera, et cetera. So Styles P is a very good dude. It's my brother, and uh, he and he was busy, but he when he found some room to breathe, he did his verse, and same thing with AZ. So I was just fortunate, for one, that I that I even know those brothers, and for two, that I was able to get them all on one track because it's magic. And, and also, when you have four incredible MCs, including yourself, on a track like this, with these incredible lyrical skills, how do you decide what order you guys go in? 
see a song like Mars is easy because whenever it's Mars, M is always going to be Mega, A is always going to be whoever's name is A, R is always going to be whoever's name is for the R, and S is going to be whoever's name is for the S. So the song, so basically I just use the initials from everybody's name, and, that, and, that's, and that's how the lineup is filled out. I, I've talked to many people about this album, and some and some have described Mega Philosophy as kind of an awakening, an, an awakening in your career, and people who haven't listened to you in the past are now listening to you. Is that mm. what you intended? Did you do this album because one, well, one thing is to gain a broader audience, or was there no. just something else behind it? I did this album just as somebody just that just wanted to put out an album. I I had no I had no idea that I was going to get as much recognition as I did for this album or praise from it. I had no idea I would have a Chuck D advocating for me on this album. I had no idea I would have uh, a Rashid Chappelle saying, this is the new classic, you know. So I just named somebody from the true school, and I just named somebody that's a rather newer artist, you know. Mm. And, then, and then there's a multitude of other artists. There's a multitude of media people who have said this is the album of the year. I never said that, but a lot of people have said uh, if you go on my timeline and you read, or if you do a Twitter search and you read what the fans are writing, there's, there's dozens or maybe hundreds of fans that said thank you. We have fans saying thank you for an album. I usually yeah. say thank you that they bought it. They're right, telling right. me thank you, or this is a breath of fresh air, or this was needed. So when I'm hearing all of this stuff, it's making me like, wow, this album is more, this, is, this album is special already. Like, it's, it's already special. Like and I didn't know that it was as special as it was. I I just thought I was trying to make a good album, but it's it's become special. It's taking on a life of its own, and I'm blessed for that. The the track on this album, Mega Philosophy, uh, produced entirely produced by a Large Professor, uh, which best defines kind of your mission of this album. My I don't I think my mission was just to make an incredible album to make mm. to, to make the best album that I could possibly make with Large Professor, and uh and just it just. Just come back. I needed this to be my comeback album, and then, and it is. Now I'm just now I'm invigorated, and I'm inspired, and I'm ready to work. I'm ready to do some new stuff now. What track on this album do you think kind of best defines your career at this point, or where you are in your career at this point? I don't. I can't even call it. I don't <laughs> even know what my favorite song is from this album. Um, I mean, the intro even is incredible to me. So I don't even know what song I like the best though. I just I'm just really proud of this album. It's like. I got 11, it's like 11 children. I don't know which one I love the best, but they all are special in their own way. That's awesome. Um, best way for listeners to kind of follow what you're doing and to, of course, pick up the album? Um, pick up the album. Google Play, iTunes, Amazon.com. Um, there's also phys- there's also CD- there's also CDs. There's also uh, vinyl and there's cassettes. You can uh, Google that and look around for that and find it. Uh, UndergroundHipHop.com also has the music. Um and I'm on Twitter at RealCoreMega, and I just have I just started a uh, Instagram. It's Mega Philosophy. It's basically the name of the album. So those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Cool. New album is Mega Philosophy, entirely produced by Large Professor. It features Black Rob, Nature, AZ, Redman, Styles P, and more. Uh, Cormega, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to me in the library with Tim and Kel on RapStation.com. Yo, thanks for having me. Anytime, man. You guys are definitely my brother. I never got lost or took cowardice steps. I moved honorably, gained a lot of respect. Sure, poverty, but wouldn't trade God for success. 
In fact, maybe I'm too advanced for crack babies. My impact is similar to Basquiat paintings. Visually fascinating, reality rap, not the fabricated. We'll have you anxious to sell weight, but feds are patient. Like architects building cases. The foundation is information. I give it my lyrics ain't easily assimilated. My pen is crazy. I went from living on the edge to the realm of greatness. Was willed into existence. This is continuation of skill revealed in music. We originated in places full of naptid, melanated descendants of slaves who found ways to elevate it. Gray's anatomy, amazed with duality. I inhaled the propelled through polarities. Rap reality, trapper, actor, athlete. Choose carefully, use vernacular accurately. None after me, number four is factually. I'm the core conquistador of the faculty. Past the seed, black fatigues, prestigious, since leases from the Masters League. Massive weed, placed on a mantle with the Jack Daniels. Ruger's rap with the wooden shellac handle. Tap the sample, approve, cop, and bounce. Never announce financial, lose or stop the count. Lost but found was both in the same breath. The souls remain fresh, every dose came correct. The game respect, hoodie on for the gone. So f the fake cop that shot Little Trayvon. I rep my city hard, I live for it. I'm like a shotgun blast when I'm recording. I bring down the house like Steve Martin. You can smell weed when your boy pre-boarded. Call me Delta, you can earn air miles. Tracks like dirty laundry, I air it out. Red man like a movie, I'm paramount. That's why they imitating me, like red out. Boy, in the club I get buddy. Yellow house general. Don't butt in, circle around the block, tell them I'm coming. It's no VIP, I'm in like Brumman. But I kick back and roll perp up. Yes, and write an ill flow when the surf's up. Yes, I stay grinding when the thirst's up. Hip hop, my watch how I work hard. Short nights make the days longer. And your problems will start to weigh on you. Gotta pray when they pray on you. Feel kind of funny when the four pound stays on you. you It's much better to hustle for European luxury, American muscle. It's bricks or bread in the duffel of two long guns. Beware the letter to touch you. Thinking is it better to crush you or just walk away? Looking at your neck, put the hawk away. The pain to remain, the rain to wash the chalk away. My problems way well walk away. Swimming in the waters with the great whites on the highway, but you don't see my brake lights. Seven days in a week, I'm on the eighth night on the dark side, but I ain't bring a safe light. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.